0: This is Legacy Battle. Make sure you hit like and subscribe, whatever you're listening on. I'm Michael Adams, Creative Legacy Battle. My panelists tonight from the Good Iron Battle Zone: Brian King from Steelers Nation South, Rollo Cawthon, and uh, we're, we're happy to welcome back Dale Cordova. He'll be back on the screen in a second. <laughs> there he is, very successful jockey. Uh, you can check out more uh, in our archives. We've done a show show with Dale, and Dale's also been a panelist formerly. So we're, we're very happy to have Dale back. And, of course, our special guest tonight, we're joined by, uh, in what my opinion is, is the GOAT of horse jockeys. And according to Legacy Battle's Greatest Jockey Shows with uh, guest Diane Crump, he, he won that show as the greatest of all time. So is a Triple Crown winner in 2018. He's won every award that you could possibly think of. He's still active racer, so he's just building upon his career from here. Um, and he's already in the Hall of Fame, so you know, like that—that's yeah, already been put on him. His nickname is Money Mike, and for good reason. I have him with earnings over three hundred and thirty-six million. He may be able to correct that if that's wrong. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, the the greatest of all time, jockey Mike Smith. Mike, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you for that uh, introduction, man. I'll uh, hire you to to. to speak before I show up anywhere. <laughs>
0: anyway. I, I've, I've been told that a couple times before actually <laughs> we're not so but we, we got a, a great debate here. this is I, I love doing the horse racing ones and tonight's gonna be the greatest long shot victory. um th- there were some requirements. it had to be at least 50 and one and over. so that that had to be the odds. as always, we're gonna have a q and a afterwards for Mike about his career. Um, and we're going to start out tonight with uh, Brian.
2: All right. I've, I've got Don Rail, uh, 1913 Kentucky Derby winner. Uh, but first, a little background. Uh, Don Rail was born in 1910 and began racing in 1912. Uh, in the 1913 season, as a three-year-old, uh, he was struggling. Uh, he didn't win any of his first three re- races that season. And his owner, Thomas P. Hayes, uh, he was not very keen on the idea of having Don Rail enter the uh, Kentucky Derby. In fact, it, it seems like there was only a couple people in the horse racing world who even thought Don Rail had a good shot to compete at a high level. And that was his jockey, Roscoe Goose, and Hayes's good friend, William J. Tracy. Uh, Goose urged Hayes to enter Don Rail into the race, but Hayes was still on the fence, and it wasn't until Tracy... Promised to pay Don Rail's entry fee that Hayes finally agreed. In fact, Hayes actually told Goose to go find another horse to ride in the Derby, but Goose was a- unable to. So he came back to Hayes and he was delighted to learn that Don Rail had been entered into the race. Uh, the public, they didn't really think much of Don Rail's chances either, uh, as they had him at 91 to 1 odds. But Tracy, he was so confident in Don Rail that he placed a $100 bet on him. Which would earn him $9,100 with a win. And that was a very significant sum back then, uh, considering that at that time, the average American yearly income was only about three grand a year. So this is three times the amount of, of the average American uh, yearly income at that time. So, what made Don Rail's chances to win even scarcer had to do with logistics. Donrail had to stable three miles away from the track due to a lack of space at the Churchill Down stable. So he had to walk that distance before the race through cobblestone streets. Uh, But when the race finally commenced, Donrail put on a show. He hung back in the pack until the final turn, then bolted for the finish line, winning by a half length over the heavily favored 10 point. Donrail's time of 2.04.80 was a new derby record and the win became the largest upset ever in terms of betting odds and still is to this day and I believe that it was the greatest ever given the unique and challenging circumstances which Donrell and his team were able to overcome.
0: So Mike uh, in this race Donrell he stayed away from the pace setters and then he took off in the in the stretch so how how is that was that an advantage to him I, I, in your opinion?
1: Well, it's probably pretty uh, pretty quick pace up front, I would imagine, uh, just from the sound of things. But man, I like the jock's name more than anything. The goose man that reminds me of Costco. <laughs> goose. <laughs> you had to play him just because of the jock's name. But I'm sure. I mean, we didn't. You didn't go over the the fractions that were in the race, but I'm, especially with. The, with the time being so quick, being the fastest derby at the time, I'm, I'm sure they went really, really quick up front, and it set up for a closer.
3: And it, like and a lot of a,
1: long shots do, to be honest with you. that Or they let the long shot get away with a very, very comfortable pace, and then, they, of course, they upset him. But since he came from way back, I would imagine they went pretty fast.
0: And one of the horses he upset was Foundation. I mean, that's just an incredible horse.
1: Well, he was okay. I rode him the first few times.
0: You don't look at all. I
1: think that made. I said, Dale, did you break that horse's mane? He used to get out a little bit, didn't
2: he? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wait, Mike, can I ask you can I ask a question real quick? Um, you know, the 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 uh, the owner's friend there. You know, he bet on the. You know, he bet on um, uh, Don Rail and everything, and is it or, or it's is like an owner is an owner allowed to bet on the on his own horse is that permitted or is that i, I guess oh, yeah. the rule, an owner can do it as well and uh and the trainer
1: uh the, the in the rule book it actually says a jockey can as well he has to to enter the paddock and hand the money to the owner or trainer to place the wager but of course no one that never never does that but uh A little quick story, Uh, when I went in on Giacomo, uh, the owner placed a $200 bet for me, and I I put the ticket in my boot. And uh, yeah, yeah, during the press conference afterwards, I had forgotten about it. And and of course, I came from so far back, I was pretty wet and muddy, and man, that ticket could barely open up, but it it opened up good enough to cash. (laughs) it It was a good deal.
0: I assume they can't bet against their horse, though, right? That that would be illegal. Yeah, no, no, you can't bet against yourself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You. A
1: conflict of interest there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let, let's move on to our next horse, and uh, I, it, it's one of my favorite horses of all time. Uh, it was actually the first time I bet on a Kentucky Derby, and that's going to be uh, Dale with Mind That Bird.
3: Yeah, uh, Mind That Bird. Uh, he only had eighteen starts. Uh, five wins, two seconds, two-thirds. Uh, this is a very inspirational story because originally the, the horse, they purchased him for $9,500, and and he just barely qualified for the Derby. Um, the last minute, uh, the trainer, Chip Woolley, just days before the race, which is kind of unheard of, he loaded him in a trailer, drove him over a 1,000 miles uh, to Churchill Downs. Uh, no one thought the horse belonged in there, uh, yet alone to win the race. And on a sloppy, muddy track, conditions were terrible. Jockey Calvin Burrell, Bo Rail, they call him, uh, he put him on the rail. And he weaved his way through the whole tire pack of 20 horses. And, and he won by six lengths at 50 to 1. And after that, he went on to win the, or not win, he went on to run second in the Preakness. And, and third in the Belmont. And in 2014, uh, it was so inspirational, they they made a movie. They released a movie named 50 to 1, which it, it's a story about an underdog. Mind that bird, the horse that no one gave a chance. And uh, and that proves that, you know, even the smaller stables can win the biggest races in the country.
0: Mike, uh, I, I got to ask you on this one. In sports, weather is always, like, the a, a big factor. It can make a good team not as good. This track was rain and sloppy. How much do you think that actually helped mine that bird?
1: Well, it certainly didn't hurt him. I mean, he seemed to get over the racetrack that day extremely well. I was I actually offered the mount uh a few weeks before the race, uh, and I had already had an obligation to ride a, a horse, in the horse that I was riding in there. But I, I, I don't think I would have, I would have rode him near as well as Calvin did that that day. I mean, he, he not only was did mine that bird run, run out of his skin that day, but uh, Calvin also, also rode a race that I, I'm not too sure any other rider in this world could have ever had ridden. Uh, it was just you know spectacular to watch, especially if you get an opportunity to watch the blimp view of it, the over the overhead view it was uh it was quite a ride man i mean it, the ride was just about as as, as incredible as as uh, his performance was i actually rode him after that i rode him in the preakness he finished second so he didn't need a muddy racetrack or or, or, or a track to run his race he he had some wind issues and some stuff that, that kept him from probably being you know winning a whole lot you know if, at least a few more great ones, anyway. I mean, he was he was that kind of horse. He had a really really good turn of foot, but Calvin rode him just uh, just brilliant that day.
0: So, as Dale said, he was a a bit smaller of a horse. I mean, was, was did he just have a lot of heart, or, or you know, what 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 made him go so well? well?
1: I think they found out in in the in this, the prep before the Derby, he finished third or third or fourth. I actually won the race. It was that that big race, Dale, there in El Paso. Uh, that that. Uh, that derby the that Southern they have. Park. The Park yeah, derby. The, yeah, that's what it was. And and before they used to he used to lay a whole lot closer. They used to try and keep him keep him up up on the pace. And and he would run. You know, he ran well. As a matter of fact, he broke his maiden up there and laid, you know, laid close and ran, you know, some really good races. But once they started going further, he needed to be further back. And and no one really knew that until Calvin did it. And when Calvin just man, he if you'll go back and watch watch him leave the gate. That that horse left there actually running and he 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 stopped him and he grabbed him hard to get him out the back. And once he did, he just dropped his head and dropped over to the fence and just left him alone. And and when he picked him up, I mean that thing we all remember he came home like it, it was it was crazy how fast he was passing horses. Uh, but I think that was the key was, was getting him back the way that the Calvin
4: did. Excellent. Well let's uh, let's move on to rollo. So there will be a movie on Risk strike called 80 to 1. And Tom Cruise will be jockey Sonny Leon. So watch out for that. Wow. Tom Cruise. Nice. (laughs) Tom Cruise
1: is going to play Sonny Leon. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he'll do his own stunts. He'll ride the horse. You know him, man. I'd like to see that one.
4: So May seventh two twenty two. So hopefully recency bias takes over on your vote tonight because of this. Uh, but it was the 148th running of the fastest two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby. Um, the two favorites that day, the day before the race, were Epicenter and Taiba. And the day of the race, Epicenter and Zandon were the favorites. Rich Strike, who wasn't even on the uh, uh, in the in the field until Friday of the week, the weekend of the race. Was added to the race because Ethereal um, dropped out, and he was a, he was a scratch. So uh, he went in when he when he on Saturday he was a hundred to one uh, betting favorite, and even two hours before the race he was still ninety one to one betting favorite. But he started from the twentieth position, which was difficult to begin with, and I'll explain that a little bit later in in in, in the in my debate, Um, but summer is tomorrow was the, was jumped out to the lead very quickly. And he actually had set a record for the fastest quarter mile of all time in the Derby. Ridge strike through the the midway point was 15th and he was stuck in the middle of the pack, but jockey Sonny Leon was able to get started on the move and was able to somehow get through the crowd, get close and uh, caught the rail. Uh, cut, coming down the stretch, he was able to overtake Epicenter in the final strides and beat him by three-quarters of a length. Danden, who was another one of the favorites, finished third. Uh, it was a shocking win. I mean, it was shocking. It was so shocking that that uh, Rich Strike even himself was biting other horses. He was surprised. And the jockey, I mean, the, uh, the trainer, he actually almost fainted in the paddock. <laughs> what made this uh, one of the biggest long shots ever? Was not that he was uh, eighty to one um, um, underdog, but he came from the twentieth position, and that only one horse since nineteen thirty won from the twentieth position, and that was in two thousand eight with Big Brown. Um, so, a horse that wasn't even in the field the Friday before coming in beating beating the, the the top two favorites in the in the race. That's why this is the longest shot, eighty to one.
0: So Mike how often are horses replaced at the last minute and and how do you prep a horse when that when that happens?
1: Well, he was prepped the same uh you know there was a scratch uh earlier that week in the race and then that's how he drew in otherwise he wouldn't he wouldn't have even drawn in uh they hit this is an interesting horse if you'll go back and look at his his past performances man i mean he's he's certainly a horse for course man i mean he if something about Churchill Downs uh, just just makes him a bit above average uh uh whereas some of the other racetracks, he hadn't really ever fired a, a race like he ran on Derby Day or, or the day he broke his maiden, for that matter, and, and came back, I think, last year with a really big performance in one of the big races there as well, just narrowly beaten a, a, a nose uh, by a horse out here in California there at Churchill. Something about Churchill, man, when he gets on that racetrack, he just seems to skip over that ground. And and, and Churchill's a very cuppy uh, racetrack. Horses have to to, to, to like it. Or at least like it enough to 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 run to run well over it, and he seems to absolutely love it.
0: All right. Well, let's move on to our final horse tonight, and that is going to be from 1961, Sherlock. Luck. Uh, so he was going up against a horse named Carryback that was going for the Triple Crown. This was here at the uh, the Belmont Stakes, with former President Dwight D. Eisenhower was in the stands for this one, so it was a big, big race. So, Harry Back, just to give you an idea, the odds of him winning this, he was the favorite. He had to 1 to win this, facing eight opponents. And then we got, we got Sure Luck here, who comes in at 65 to 1, the long shot of the race. Um, He did win the Bluegrass Stakes earlier that year, and um, he finished fifth in both the Derby and the Preakness prior, so... He 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 had a shot going into it, even though he was given sixty five to one. But uh, so it, it was an interesting race. Um, the, the running styles, you know, like carry back. He lived up to his name and, and his running style. He set a pace with uh, Globe Master was running right by him. Sherlock was pressing in a second. But so th- this race, I, I just look at it as it's upsetting to me because right after this race, carry back, he, he got an ankle injury and I, I hate when that happens to horses, but he, he, he Sherlock ends up winning by two and three fourth lengths. And at the time, that was the highest price Belmont stakes winner in history at the 65 to one. So it, it was a great race. Um, he forged ahead there at passing Globemaster, and then passing carry back and, and probably saying this one wrong, but brilliantly, Berlulo Bazia. So he passed three horses there, kind of at the end there, and ended up winning at a pretty good length. So with with this horse, Mike, so ruining the triple crown. Obviously, a lot of people would have had money on carry back. Um so what are your thoughts on a horse that is going for that third race? Do they I, I mean as a horse, I'm not gonna say they feel pressure, but does the jockey
1: feel the pressure? Does he know what's what's at stake? Well, I mean, they they, cert- they certainly feel. I mean, the rider, I mean, feels the pressure on any any big race, really. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there would be a lot of, of pressure on anyone. But uh, Dale could probably tell you as well as me. When when you're the long shot, you don't really have as much pressure as if you're the guy that's going in there with a little dash in between the numbers. If you're one to five or three to five or two to five or or something of that magnitude, that's kind of when the pressure's really on because you're expected to really win. Then this yeah. course probably wasn't expected to win at all. So there wasn't no, there wasn't no added pressure, I should say. Uh, there's always pressure because you're trying to win for your connections, but uh, I wouldn't say there was any added pressure. So
0: let, let's move into our vote, um, but just real quick before we do that, our honorable mentions, our shout out, uh, Giacomo at 50 to 1, written by Mike Smith, of course. Uh, we got uh, Country Horse in 2019, Temperance Hill in 1980, and uh, Upset in 1990. So he beat Man of War, which uh, that didn't happen very often. So that that mm-hmm. that was pretty huge, and uh, perfectly named Upset. So there you go. All right, so let's move into our vote, guys. Can't pick your own, Brian. You're my top corner.
2: Um, yeah, these were all very, very impressive upsets for sure. Um. And sometimes it's not always the number. Sometimes it's the circumstances. And I, I feel like the circumstances with, with my That Bird is really impressed me the most. And I mean, I, obviously they made a film of it, you know, because of those circumstances and everything. So and it was a very inspiring story, like Dale said. So I'm going to go with Mind That Bird.
3: Dale? I, I kind of like Donneril. um it, Back in them days, it was really tough. The, the conditions of everything was just, I mean, even just getting, uh, traveling to and from, you know, big, you know, out of state and everything. It was just tough. It was hard. And and everything that this horse went through, um, I just feel like he probably, and and he was like the first one to make the the big, big uh, odds, the long shot. So I think he probably, you know, set it for everybody. Rollo?
4: Yeah, I have to go with with Donnerail, with the Times. You know, they didn't have the technology back then that they do now and all that stuff. So, you know, they'll come those odds and still and still win the race, even with those odds, Donneril.
0: Brian, you don't know what he did after that race, do you? Like, did he win a bunch more?
2: No, he didn't really do much. Um, if I recall correctly, his career earnings was like 15 grand or something so and like so it was like about a third of his career earnings was just in that one race and that and that was it
1: okay
0: yeah so uh i i want to vote for for mind that bird i do but um yeah i i gotta go i gotta go
1: Dunrail rail too so uh mike who would you pick oh i'm all new mexico buddy i'm i'm mind that bird man <laughs> they'll better be glad he doesn't live in new mexico anymore man he might live- <laughs> <laughs> they, they might set his car on fire outside. Hey there. man, I didn't have a choice. I couldn't pick him. He's, uh, you can't pick your own oars. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah, 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 not yeah. yeah, yeah. It's
1: gonna save you. That's the only
4: thing. You, <laughs> you better put me. a sign on your car <laughs> hey, uh,
1: with, with the close second, with Rich Strike being a close second, just because I was in the race, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I just, I, I was very impressed with the way that. For for a, a long shot to win with with uh, by the by the length that he won the Derby and 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 the way he won it he didn't just win it he 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 crushed the man I mean he opened up mm-hmm. and and came from last and he opened up and just drew away if they win a, you know if they win any further he's going to win by further I mean so so I'm going to go mind that bird
0: all right so that's two for mind that bird and three for Donrell. good job guys let's move into our Q and A. Dale, he's your buddy. I'm going to give you first question, then we'll go. Brian, Rollo me.
3: Man, it's tough. It's, I, I don't even know what to ask the guy. Remember, <laughs> I know a lot about you, buddy. Don't make well, me I, draw something <laughs> out the closet, buddy. <laughs> hey, that's why. That's why I have to censor this. I mean, I'm like, uh, I got to be
1: professional. <laughs> <laughs> we Used to live together, so we got yeah, I know a lot on each other. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: I don't know. Um, you know, you've rode literally hundreds of the best horses in the country. I mean, the best in the world in some cases. Uh, you can't pick one. Can you give me a top five list? Just your top five that you really meant something special, whether you know whether they were won the big races or they just were special horses.
1: <clears throat> well. Yeah, I've been very blessed to have ridden thesis. You know, some very good horses have meant a lot to me. So each and every race, especially, it's so hard to pick. Uh, yeah. I would start, with the, there'll never be nothing like when Zenyatta beat the boys in the Breeders' Cup Classic in California that year. Uh when I pulled up on the backside, Dell, you could you could feel the ground shaking. You could literally feel it shaking. I ain't lying. And it, there was no there was no earthquake that that day in California. I mean, it was just the grandstand mm-hmm. jumping up and down. I mean, it, it might be the only race that I heard other riders rooting for me as I passed them. <laughs> That's yeah. how much they <laughs> loved her, you know. So that you don't hardly ever hear something like that. Uh, and of course, there's nothing like when You know. Uh, any of the triple crown races, but, but then when you, when you're blessed to pull off the Holy grail uh, in, in winning the triple crown, uh, that is truly, truly life-changing. I, uh, I could have died that evening and I'd have been fine with it. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it means that much. Uh, so those two will always stick out. But of course my, my first breeders Cup, Laura always mean a lot to me because breeders cup races mean a lot to me. and, and, and and getting the opportunity to ride the great holy bull who's, who who go down is probably one of one of, if not my my favorite horse. And then the last one, uh, was Arrowgate winning the Dubai World Cup, man. It was just incredible the way he did it. Uh that horse was a beast, man. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, those were I mean, that that's probably my top five. Uh Zenyatta, unbelievable. I mean, everything about her size, her power, her attitude,
1: amazing. Yeah, she was a show. You know, I tell mm-hmm. people you—you you almost had to have seen it to to understand what what, what she was all about. Because uh, if she was a, a a performer, she she'd be uh, entertainer of the year uh, <laughs> every year that she ran. I mean, it it was a show from the moment she walked into the paddock uh, mm-hmm. in the post parade, and then the the style of race that she ran coming from last, and then even afterwards coming back showing off. I mean, she was just she was.
2: She was something else. Uh, uh, Mike, in in 2011, you raced in in what was called the Battle of the X's against your uh, ex-fiancee, Chantel Sutherland, uh, Delmar. This was a highly anticipated uh, event, you know, which you were victorious in. Uh, What was it like to participate in a unique race like this? And, And did you and Chantel stay on good terms afterwards?
1: Hell it might have been the only race I wanted to meet. I was having a horrible meet. <laughs> <laughs> she, might, she might have just let me win that day. I'm not really sure, just because she felt so bad for me. I wasn't doing all that well at the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I had a horse that was quicker than hers, and 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 as, as Dale will tell you, in match race, then the advantage goes to the to the quicker horse, and mm-hmm. and of course, uh, uh I kind of herded her out and little here and little there, and. <laughs> <laughs> and my horse went on and went pretty easy, but he won a bad little horse. So, so I was I was mounted pretty well for that race, but uh, yeah, we're still great friends. I'm a I'm a big fan of hers, and I I wish her always nothing but the best. And she's having a pretty good, pretty good year. Well, as of last year and going into this year, so she's doing really well. So all is good.
4: Bravo, <clears throat> My thoughts. Tell us a little bit about what goes into bonding with the horse like do you guys train every day do you how do you get introduced to the horse like tell us a little bit about that
1: you know there's there's so much that you could you could talk about in with that you know some horses the the more you get to know them the better but I've also had it's um, extremely amount of success just meeting the horse for the first time, uh, and but I, I equated a lot to, to as meeting people. Man, you know, sometimes the best time is the first time when you meet somebody. <laughs> the more you get to know, them, the, the, the more you wish you didn't, and vice versa. You know, sometimes the more you get to know them, the better you, you get to to, to to knowing them and get to liking them. But you know, it's really just adapting to the horse at, at, at that moment they'll tell you what they're liking and not liking if you'll just pay attention to it. And, uh, and you don't need to know a whole lot. If you're not, you know, to, f- to figure that out. I mean, they're, they'll tell you right away. So it's just for you adapting to them and not, not, not trying to get them to adapt to you so much, you know, and if, if, if there's little things that need to be done in a race, uh, it's getting them to do it without, uh, with more f- finesse than, 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 than strength, I would say, uh, but uh, i did you know as a lot of really good riders you know you know have and uh, riders period rather that be a racing or or just you know rather be equestrian show jumping when you just when you have a knack for, to getting along it's, it's like a good dog person man a good dog person could meet almost any dog and he just gets along with them so natural it's so easy mm. it's as if they, they've known them their whole lives and some people walk in your house, the dog just can't stand them, man. It's just it's just the way it is. But for some reason, I've just always been able to get along better with horses than anything else, really.
4: So you're the horse whisperer?
1: Well, I just – this is where I feel the most comfortable, to be honest with you. So uh, 2018,
0: you, you become the rider of, of Justify, who – you know is going down as one of the all-time greats here uh you win the derby you win the preakness you win the belmont the triple crown but w- were you aware that you had broken the curse of apollo and was that even a thing to you jockeys like did you guys
1: realize that or no oh yeah oh, certainly yeah, yeah. But I'm um, i mean if you didn't know it of course they told you about it every time you turned around uh leading up to the derby <laughs> that week uh but yeah, I mean, I, I we've we've known about it, and he was doing something that a horse hadn't. I don't know if his horse has horses ever done. I don't know if a horse has ever won the Derby just off three races. Uh, but he was just a a different. I mean, he came highly reg- regarded, and we knew from the first time that when they when we watched him breeze and he was he was just way above average. Man, he was special, and he wasn't just a a, a little two year old or or a little three. He he was. He was a beast, man. He towered over them three year olds that that year. Uh it's too bad that we didn't get to see him run as a four-year-old because he was just he was just gonna get better. We'll
0: go one more each, Dale. I don't know if you have another one. That's, that's up to you. I don't know how personal oh, well, I you want to get.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Uh Mike, I mean you're you're a natural. You're you're a natural at talking. You're you know, you know the business inside and out. That's uh, called full head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you ever, or have you thought about maybe doing some commentating, you know, when you decide to, if you ever
1: decide to do something different? Yeah, Della, you know, I, I I think I'm in my, probably been a time or two that I've even talked to you about that, that that'd be something that I would, you know, that you could, you could transition to, you could fall into pretty easy. I wouldn't have to buy a whole lot of equipment other than just, you know, my shirt and tie and, and <laughs> They supply the rest, you know, pretty much, and and you know we're gonna sit and talk about uh, you know a sport, a, a game that 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 we should know enough about. Uh, we've been doing it long enough. Uh, it's just getting in front of a camera doing it, and, and to see how natural it, it was for me mm-hmm. to do. You know, some, sometimes it just it's it's not a natural thing uh, to do for some people. Uh, so I would have to certainly, you know, I've been offered, you know, some some. From just about every network, you know, an opportunity to to give it a go and see what it's like to see if first of all if I liked it because I know if I like it then I'd I'd work hard at it and, and try to get better at it, and just to see if I'm any good at it. If I'm just not good in front of a camera, then I'm just you know I'm not going to last very long at it. But uh, but yeah, that's something that I'm I'm gonna really look into whenever I I, I decide to to hang it up. But yeah, I feel I, I feel like I still got another good year or two left in me, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, Mike, I, I want to take you way back. I, I understand that that you were first really exposed to horses at age eight, uh, when you moved to your grandparents' horse farm and then began riding in races at age 11. Uh, so what were those early days of the sport and want to compete in it?
1: Well, my grandparents, it weren't necessarily a horse farm. My uncle my uncle trained horses and broke horses, got them ready to send to the racetrack. So it would kind of be like an a facility like Ocala where, where they get the horses ready to send, to send off to, to, to the racetrack. And, and that's what my, my uncle was doing at the time uh, before he decided to, to start training on his own uh, in 82. Uh, so, and my, 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 my mother's father, my grandfather, he owned, he owned a few match, match, you know, a few quarter horses that they would match race. So, you know, from, from a very young age, uh, Dell, Dell tell you about this stuff. I mean, we, you know, we used to go to the match races and, 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 you know, watch him, I'd watch him, and, and you know, I'd been riding since I can walk, so to be, you know, I was athlete, I was an athletic kid, you know, in in school, and, 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 but I just didn't grow, man, and so I honestly, I wanted to be a linebacker, <laughs> I wanted to play football, man, but <laughs> I just, man, my coach had, he finally just made me quit the team, he said, hey, you're just, you're just too small, man, you're, they're gonna kill you out there, you know, and so, you know, I, I being a, being a jockey just was, it was just a natural thing. It was right there in my backyard, and and, and I, I I was competitive, and I loved to compete, and and I love horses, and I love riding. So, and next thing you know, I'm 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 riding match races, and, and and of course, caught the bug, and 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 never looked back. Man, that's all I've ever wanted to do
4: since. Bravo, Mike. You rode uh, is it Zinada, 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 Zenyatta won 19 of her 20 races. What was it about her that was so special that she could dominate like that?
1: Well, you know, she well she was she was 17. To, she was 17 too. So if you put that in, in in human form, I mean, she'd be almost like Shaquille O'Neal, man. I mean, she she was a, a very big, big mare and extremely athletic man I mean she she could when you were on her she did feel like you were on a horse of such size I man you almost felt like you were on a uh, she just was like a deer the way she moved over the ground so easy uh so she, her size man and, and, and of course she was just just an athlete I mean although she came from last I mean you probably could have trained her to, to have done anything you probably, you probably could have put speed in her if you wanted to or but I mean she just she just was just better than they were. Um, I mean, she just towered over them, uh, boys and girls, uh, the, for, for, for that for that matter, uh, most of the time, all the way up until, of course, the last time she ran. And some could say she had a pretty good excuse in getting beat that day, although I thought she got beat by a great horse and a horse that if you'll go back and look on his form, a horse called Blame. he was never beaten on that racetrack at Churchill Downs. I think he was six for six on it, so... You know, I, again, that that you you gotta really like that that track to to, to run extremely well over, and he did, you know. So, but uh, she was just a uh, uh, she had it all, man. She was a full package, man. She would have been the oh man. I was watching a, a documentary on him just the other day, and why, why I'm drawing a blank on on his name. Uh, he blew his hip. He could play baseball, football, uh. uh Played for the Raiders. What was his hey, name? Bo, that, Bo, oh,
4: Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Oh,
1: yeah. She was a female Bo Jackson, man. She could do it all, buddy. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. So, uh we'll get you out of here with this. So, we consider you number one all time. We consider you the GOAT. Where do you rank yourself in, in that category? Top 10, top five? Where do you see
1: yourself in, in the history here of, of jockeys? <laughs> Depends on what kind of horse I'm on, yeah If I'm on the right horse, I if I if I cross that <laughs> wire first, as far as I'm concerned, I was the best, man. <laughs> and if I cross that wire, you know, anything but first well, I got my butt kicked, that's just kind of always the way I felt. You know, look, I've been blessed to have had an amazing career, uh, and I'm not gonna, I would never sit here and 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 try to compare with anybody else's. I wouldn't trade it with anyone else's. I I love what i went through in life to get to where i'm at today and and as i'm sure that everyone before me uh would say the same but all that really matters is my mother thinks i'm the best there ever was and that's all that matters to me (laughs)
0: there you go there you go you can't go wrong with that i'm sure my mother feels i'm the best podcaster so there you are (laughs) all right
4: i'm gonna
1: tell you like dale better than me though i'm not sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to we want to thank you, Mike. Thank you so much. I mean, uh, where where you stand in the level of respect is just it's it's insane. So like you're just, yeah. I like I said, I, you're you're the goat in my opinion. But thank you so much for coming on.
1: Well, thanks for having me on, man. It was great to, to get to meet you guys, and of course, it's absolutely wonderful to get to see my old my old brother there, man. I haven't seen him <laughs> in a long time. It's good to see your face, man. Good to see your little buddy. <laughs> yeah, my fat face. You talking I'm about? Still, my- I'm still waiting on him to come visit me someday.
0: <laughs> and and Dale, I want to thank you again for 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 filling in as a panelist spot again. We we appreciate that. So
3: uh, anytime, man. I had I have fun with you guys.
0: So I want to remind everyone: make sure you hit like and subscribe. And if you really like horse racing, please check out our prior shows. We got the greatest horse with Dale Cordova in the archives, and we got The Greatest Jockey uh, with Diane Crump, and Dale was a, a guest panelist for that one as well, so check those out in the archives. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll see you all next time. Have a great night.